This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Hog Reaction Live at Randall Ford, 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith, the fourth oldest Ford dealership in America. Rocket to the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, to the house. Brought to you by The Party Place, the largest locally owned party supply store in Arkansas with locations in Fort Smith, Rogers, and Conway. Let's party. I'm behind Lisa on the bridge, and I have jumped off. I am in the river. Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Well, we like to say that two things are true at the same time. It's great to win, but God almighty, that was a a hard football game to watch. Just a hard football game to watch. But it is a win, and the Razorbacks get another SEC victory under their belt in 2022. 41-27 over the Auburn Tigers today. First win there since John L. was the coach. First win over Auburn in seven years, and... A um, a moment in time where you can still... Well, Sam Pittman did something that his predecessors couldn't do, which was beat Auburn. So that's another thing knocked off of the checklist for the Sam Pittman administration at Arkansas. We welcome you in here to Hog Reaction. I'm Derek Ruskin in the studio. Tommy Kraft is live at Randall Ford. And um, the, the we can go a bunch of different directions here, but... I keep thinking about the big picture, Tommy, and to keep selling momentum to the fans, this was an important win to get today, and Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks got that done today. Well, you can't sell it without the win today, so you're right in that regard, but I don't think it's hard to sell with back-to-back wins. you got a bi-week sandwiched in between, and uh, you know now you're a win away from bowl eligibility. So, I mean, there's a lot to, lot to rally around now, you know, how many you win in the next four is going to determine how much, uh, how short your pants can get in January. But 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 we got we got a lot of football to play between now and then. And next week we're going to play one of the uh, one of the new wealthy guys, uh, Hugh Freeze. Not that he didn't have money already, but they gave him more uh, right in front of this Arkansas Liberty game next week. Yeah, hopefully, um, if he is um, still deciding to be on the cheating side of town, he can afford burner phones now, so it won't be uh, his demise like it was. Like twenty dollars would have saved him at Ole Miss, but that's neither here nor there. That's not why you tuned in. That's but, not uh, that. No, that's uh, that's that's for another time. But uh, Arkansas, he got a big raise. Let's just put it that he way. He got a big raise at Liberty. I don't know if it's insurmountable for an SEC program, but he's in. They did all they could to to try and yeah. keep him there. At Liberty. As far as this game goes, what stood out to you um, today? Obviously, Arkansas, again, just dominating running the football, which we are used to seeing by now. Well, we're, we're you know, and each game kind of stands on its own, and it's hard to say, well, this is the way it's going to be because this is the way it's been. But, you know, they didn't get out of the gate well, which has not been new. Uh, they played better in the third quarter, which hadn't been always the way it was, but it was clearly a much better second half performance in first. I mean, it didn't take a genius watching the game to figure that out. Arkansas was fortunate to not be down 14 to nothing you know, before the popcorn and got hot, as we like to say, Derek, because they, they had a punt that was horrendous. Then they fumbled the football in a play that went to replay. And I thought that moment where they shut the game down, I don't know, what was it, minute and a half? We always think it's 10 minutes, and it's really probably <laughs> like 90 seconds, two minutes. But that really kind of broke up the – momentum that Auburn was building and then you know they don't get what they need out of the drive and they miss a field goal then they make that field goal and I thought Arkansas was fortunate to not be buried in a two touchdown hole 
and they kind of gathered themselves and, and started running the football, and K.J. and Rocket had great days, and, and, and from then on they, they kind of had the momentum. And in the third quarter, I thought they just, you know, kind of flexed on them a little bit, and that was that. So. Yeah, when we uh, when we get to some of the sound later, and we want to take your calls and your texts also here on Hog Reaction, 866-285-4005. We also understand we are your conduit to the basketball game. So we are uh, we are keeping an eye on that as well. Uh, it is thirty-one twenty-seven Texas with three oh three to go in the first half at the um, screen, at the screen I'm looking at anyway. So I just got the passcode, Ruskin. All so right, I'm, well uh, I'll have I'll have all the details here in just a minute. Yeah, Texas. By what we're talking about, every school has a stat broadcast that we can log into. Some have passwords, some don't. Texas, of course, put a, a password on theirs. You know, right? Of course, because they're that's who they are, and I. We we tried them all. I mean, Longhorn sucks with a capital L. Longhorn sucks, capital L and S, hyphenated, dollar sign and sucks, and none of them worked. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. To, to, just to get back at it, we should give the password on the air. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you what it is, you're going to crack up. But Okay. Yeah, it's 30, uh, the one I'm looking at, 3127, as you said, 303 to play in the first half. I don't believe Musselman has got a technical yet, but I'll, uh, I'll well, dig it, deeper. It, well, so. I mean, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll certainly keep an ear on that. I also considered dropping in for bonus coverage on the Longhorn Radio Network, but I don't know if that's uh, – We'll, we'll 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 get the lawyers on that. And see yeah, we, we may not have the rights. We have to kick that one upstairs. Yeah, so. that's exactly right. Um, KJ Jefferson again, uh, sixteen of twenty-four today, completing sixty-seven percent of his passes. He throws for two thirty-four and a touch. Uh, he runs for forty-five on on ten carries and two touchdowns on the ground. And uh, I mean, again, when he when he is when he does this. This is what you get. You get big numbers, you get a lot of points, and you usually get an Arkansas victory, and that's what we saw today. Is this what we'll see the rest of the way? Hmm. I mean, Ole Miss is really good on offense. They're not great on defense. LSU is rounding the corner, and they're becoming, I think, you know, a top three or four team in this league, and, and that's that's saying a lot this year because the top three teams are really good. Are, is KJ – because, you know, last year he kind of hit that stride November – he became extremely accurate in the passing. Some of that was play calling that put him on some shorter routes. But are we getting ready to see a really consistent, really good KJ over the last four? You know, it's um, the, the the trend line is good right now. I mean, mm-hmm. if you look at uh, what has happened uh, recently since he uh, came back from the uh, from the concussion. Yeah, I mean, he is he has been really a sharp the last two times out and. You know, I, I know there were there was some rust to knock off early on in this game, but when you look at the and this is the problem in the social media world is you focus too much on the earlier parts of the game. So when you look at the whole picture of the game, this is a two solid performances. Yep. Uh, and this one coming after the bye week in which they said on the television that he didn't even throw one football during the uh, bye week a week ago. Obviously, they did this week during practice, but last week didn't even touch a football yeah. and, um, and looked pretty accurate to me. I mean, 67%. You can't argue with that. Been talking about that sore shoulder, so maybe uh, you know just trying to rest that up, get it ready. But uh, uh, you know you're not going to get bonus points for beating Auburn, even on the road. I mean it's a good win, but but uh, beating beating Auburn is not going to get you bonus points in most people's estimate. But got to go beat Liberty, or none of this matters today. So yeah, and boy, can when can we talk about the final two minutes of the game, <laughs> which took about an hour. And I and so bless their hearts. At least they scored with four seconds to go, Ruskin. <laughs> I know, I know. Someone, someone pointed out that hit the over. Uh, they hit the over on the Cam Little field goal, actually, because the over was sixty and a half. So you got that with Cam Little, but so the the last touchdown was literally meaningless to everybody involved. Um, even the Auburn fans probably couldn't care less. You know, that situation, Tommy, reminds me of 2019. Everybody just wants the Harson era over with so they can move on. But they got to get an AD first. Well, there's some reports that might be brewing. Uh, the, the, the AD at Mississippi State and Auburn are apparently in hot talks. Yep. So there's already Dan Mullen talk out there. Yeah, yeah, so. that's right. John Cohen is the AD at um, Mississippi State. And yeah, there's an ESPN report that he and uh, Auburn are uh, are 
flirting right now. Yes. Someone said, well, he's a he's a Mississippi State grad. Why would he leave for Auburn? And someone's reply to that on, on social media is, why would Scott Stricker, who's a Mississippi State grad, want to be the AD at Florida? So, you know, that's yeah. what happens. You know, people, uh, they, you know, Starkville's not the end of the world. So No, but, uh, you know, you, I, I started thinking of, when I saw that uh, on the bottom line during the game, you know, you start to think about Miss Mississippi State and what they've done under his uh, leadership, you know, they got Mike Leach in there. They won a baseball national championship, did they not? I mean, they have um they I mean that's that's a the basketball's pretty good. So um it, it makes a lot of sense and uh you know, he got Mike Leach to go to Starkville, Mississippi, which um probably wasn't easy. So the guy can probably do some selling, which is what you got to yeah. do uh right now. But well, Al- Auburn's Auburn's kind of where Arkansas was in 2019. You're just kind of like you you know this isn't going to work and you're just trying to hang on until the next thing and hope that's better. You've got to hire an AD before you can hire a coach or you'll end up with Chad Morris. Yep. That's what will happen and Auburn give them credit. They've studied the Arkansas mistakes and they're trying not to repeat them. So, yeah. Absolutely. All right, you can get in here at 866-285-4005. We'll uh, hear from Ty, who is down there. Uh, I presume we'll hear from him. Uh, yeah, it, it, meant to do a breathalyzer first. But <laughs> well, <yeah>. that's right. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll check in with him a little bit later on in the program. And um, also, uh, yeah, like we said, we'll keep an eye on this basketball thing for you as we um, move throughout this, this broadcast as well. Here's another thing, Tommy, that um, – uh, has improved uh, since the bye week or, you know, whenever you want to – whatever's happened, it's improved. They go to the red zone seven times. They get five touchdowns today, and they got field goals the other two times. Seven out of seven in the red zone today for the Razorbacks. Yeah, well, you know, once you kind of got over that that anemic start with the punt and the turnover, that's the – you know, ball security is still something we can bang on for a while because it's there and it's a problem. But uh, – and the punt game – continues to be a problem despite the fact that you had a what 78 yarder but that turned into a touchdown pretty quick too you know arkansas was pretty efficient on the drive chart today so um you know and all in all they had another 10 play nine play uh, an 11 play touchdown drive so uh you know when they get rolling they get rolling but when they seem to have some some hiccups they have some hiccups too so yeah, the um the 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 solder the, the saga of the Arkansas uh punt game uh, continued today with um everybody's favorite Reed Bauer not having a great afternoon. Um at times he did have the 78 yarder but the other two were um just fine. And um but well, well, he had, there was a shame. I mean, both sides had poor pit. I mean, this yeah. is one of the other than the 78 yarder Ruskin, this was some of the worst punting. I mean, there was what, two shanks out of bounds. Well, uh, one that took a bad backwards hop. Uh, can, is it fair to say neither side really worked the special teams during the bye week? I think that's fair. I, I mean, mean, they kicked it off out of bounds. Arkansas blocked a field goal. Uh, you know, shanked punts. Like it was, it was a um, uh, Arkansas. Didn't Arkansas get a delay a game on the first punt of the of the game too? Yes, I believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Special teams. Uh, they literally took the week off. It seems like during a bye week for both teams. Well, they were they were special. I mean. <laughs> You're the mathematician on the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but r- r- work on this. Is DQ there? Yes, DQ she's, is here. She's soon to be a college graduate. Yes. DQ, uh, Reed Bauer had 129 yards of punting, and one of those was 78 yards. The average was 43. So what? <laughs> let's run that number here. Let me get my handy-dandy iPhone calculator out here and uh, see if we can figure out what, what it would have been without uh, – Without that, it would have been an average of oh, about twenty-five yards. Twenty-five, yeah. twenty-five and a half yards. Yeah, so. yeah. That was that was. So you, you didn't expect that. Thank God for the seventy-eight yarder. Yeah, so. you, you didn't expect that. Like uh, it, you know, it wasn't a, a huge factor in the game because you know the game was, quite frankly, Arkansas was basically in control for most of it. So you know, you didn't come down to field position or you know uh, you know that that sort of thing. And he was only out there three times, but yeah, that was uh, just. To see him do that was uh, was a little bit surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back Max Fletcher. That's, that's, that's right. That will be the calls we, uh, we'll probably get before we're done. <laughs> well, my first same-game parlay on the uh, Bet Saracen app did not go so well today. Oh, boy. You want to talk about Heartbreak City, Kraft? What'd you put? Well, all right, what was in your parlay? Okay, the parlay was Rocket Sanders over 103 and a half yards. Win on there the big run. Okay. Yeah. 
Robbie Ashford. Now, this one was um, over 186 and a half yards passing. We got that done. Tank Bixby, over 63 and a half yards. He finishes with 63 yards rushing. We lost the parlay by one damn yard. There it is. Sounds like you lost by half a yard. Well, that's fucking true. That's right. If it had been sixty-two and a half, we'd have been we'd have been celebrating. Can but. we recount? Can we have a recount on this? Yeah, if they could go back and find. Well, here's why I think Harson should be fired. Uh, they kept throwing it to him, so they wasted all this good Tank Bigsby yardage. He had thirty-seven yards receiving. I mean, let's throw two of those just to be safe on the rushing side instead of one more rushing play instead of a a pass to Tank Bigsby. We're sitting pretty here, but. Well. Um, there you go. He, he had 67 gained yards, but lost four. He netted 63, so that's got to really chap you that someone tackled him for a loss a time or two, and that mounted up to four negative yards. I guess so. So, wait. Or did you not know that? Had you not read that full complete stat line yet? What do you mean? About the the, the net loss yards. I mean, cause oh, that, yeah. that would really stick in my crawl if I was in your position. Yeah. 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 Uh, he. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Well, but, you're uh, welcome. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. So Does that make uh, you feel better? But you look here on the screen, and in big red letters, it says lost. So, um, Loser. It, it goes, as uh, as Kraft and I say, it goes in the popcorn bucket, and yeah. uh, we move on. But uh, Yeah. That's yeah, okay. We're at Randall Ford, <laughs> 5500 Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. We'll check in with Ty Richardson. He's down on the plains in Auburn. Where they are not rolling the trees, or they, no. or whatever they are now at Toomer's Corner, so I'm sure he's having a lemonade as we speak and uh, soaking it all That's in. The, 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 the uh, best tasting lemonade of all, right after a, a, a road win at Auburn. Yeah, I, have you been to? I mean, because that's the big deal there at Toomer's. You get your you get your lemonade down there. You know, real old fashioned Southern stuff here. And yeah, I've not been to Auburn. You ever been to I've, Auburn? I've never been to Auburn. No. Yeah, well, next time we'll go and uh, okay. stay and run the board. <laughs> But because uh, I, I hear it's a great college town and they're nice people and uh, they're kind of like Arkansas, they they feel like they're little brother a lot of the times and they are um, to uh, to Alabama. So I, you know I, I think it's inevitable Harson's going to be fired. I think you know that obituary's been written for for a while as Chuck's been you know coining that phrase throughout the week on the on the show and uh, you know you know they're searching for their next head coach. They got to find him an AD. Looks like they're on track for that, but. Uh, you know, I'll give it to this. Give it to them for this. Uh, you know, at the end, a lot of teams wouldn't score that final touchdown. I know it stretched out those last few minutes of the game, um, but you know, Harson's kids at least played hard until the yeah. end, and a lot of teams don't do that in these situations. Yeah, and to me though, like for these like culture building moments like that, I think it's a little too late um, for for him. Um, yes, you know, everybody kept to pulling on the rope there at Auburn and everything, but I mean. Those types of things are um, – it, it seems a little too late for that. Now, let's say this about well, Auburn. Well, it's good for the next coaching staff to see yeah. when they watch the, t- well, the that's, tape. That, that's that's about it. But let, let, let's look at the landscape now. If you're Auburn and you now you need an AD and you're going to pro- you're going to need a football coach. So let's look at the landscape. Georgia's good. Bama's good. Tennessee's good. Like, you can't whiff here because everybody around you seems to have their guy right now. So – and what – you know, I don't know how much longer Saban's going to do it, knowing our luck 15 more years. But, uh, you know, it's everybody that, that Auburn recruits against over there in, in the southeast footprint, uh, you know, Alabama, Georgia, you know, Tennessee, they've got it figured out. So it's really, really important for them to get this thing right and uh, and to not uh, not screw it up or they'll be even further behind the rest of, uh, of the yeah. SEC right now. Because look, who, who's their two biggest rivals? Alabama and Georgia. I mean, could you pick two tougher ones right now? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you got from a recruiting standpoint, Florida. You know, we'll see if Napier can get it rolling. Uh, you know, he's facing Georgia today. Last I looked, I looked a little bit. It was twenty-one nothing. It may be worse than that now. But uh, you know, you, but from a recruiting standpoint, they're right there on top of you, Georgia. I mean, you got a few ACC schools around you, and then you know the the rest of the world. So I mean, you're in a good location, but it's a highly competitive location. Yeah, and they need they need to find their Hunter Juracek, and he's yep. got to find their Sam Pittman. That's that's what's going to happen there, or Josh so, Heupel, or whatever it is. So if they get Cohen, John Cohen from Mississippi State, if that indeed happens, is Dan Mullen a a good target for them, or do they need to set their sights higher? 
I, I don't know. I, I don't think that we, we've had this debate for through the years uh, on, on shows we have done. And I, I think I've come to the other side. I, I don't think Dan Mullen is a great coach. I think he's pretty good. But I don't think Auburn is in a position right now to go with pretty good. Like, you need somebody that's going to have that hypal, Kirby Smart type of immediate wham-bam effect on your on, on your program. See, I, I've never been one that's been in the Dan Mullen camp of, hey, this is the guy. And, you know, when they were having their success in 14 and 15 with Dak, and, and I was just like, you know, I, I, I think this is more about players than it is coach right now. I was getting – I was in the minority on that opinion. You know, oh, Tommy, he's Coach Tebow, and he's done this, and look at them now. They're, they're you know, top – you know, one, two in the country. It's, it's, it's amazing. And, uh, well, I mean, look what's happened without, you know, Tim Tebow, maybe the greatest college quarterback of, of our lifetimes, and Dak Prescott, who's, oh, I don't know, been a, a, a well above average NFL quarterback – um, maybe he's a great recruiter, but he ain't, told, he ain't shown me he can take that talent and, and go very far with him. So, with that being said, I hope Auburn welcomes him right in. I so. think – now, this this would definitely uh, cause a stir. Would Auburn hire Urban Meyer? Well, he was sitting on that set. I watched a little bit of uh, Big Noon Fox or whatever they yeah. call it. He's sitting there with them sunglasses on, and you just want to slap those right off his head. I mean, just <laughs> – what a schmuck! Uh, but boy, he—it wouldn't be a ripple. That'd be throwing a—that'd be tossing a boulder into the pond. Yeah, yeah. It makes me wonder if Sankey would nudge someone to go. Yeah, don't go in that direction, would you, please? You yeah. know, could could you not do that? We'll let you have Hugh Freeze yes. instead. Yes, that's right. Yeah, you can have Hugh Freeze. He he passes our uh, our personnel <laughs> profile. Urban Meyer does not. So <laughs> we've reached a point we'd rather have Hugh Freeze than Urban Meyer. Wow. And, uh, you know, one, another interesting scenario, I, you know, I, I don't think it would work, but, you know, if they get one of these, like, Midwestern guys that's having a, a big year right now and they come down to the SEC, you know, that usually doesn't work. You never know. I mean, it's just like if a P.J. Fleck or somebody came down here, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if it would work or not, but that that seems like the Hail Mary play. Like, if, if, if all else failed, like, well – Maybe we can go get one of like you know the the guy at Kansas State or you know whatever I don't know I don't well, know what they're gonna do. Nick Saban's from West Virginia, came to the SEC from Michigan State, so no. uh, you don't always have to hire from within and within your own circles to find success. Here's the question, Tommy Kraft: What's a better job, Nebraska or Auburn? Oh, I still think it's Auburn. I think the recruiting okay. territory you you operate out of makes it better. Yeah, I think Nebraska being in the Big Ten. Uh, knocks it down because you know you can't go to texas and say hey texas parents you're gonna see your kids play all the time because they're never gonna play in texas at nebraska now atlanta's not very far from auburn and florida's not far away either and uh that's a that's a good place to to build a program out of and i think when you look back in a few years the win arkansas got today while it wasn't against a great auburn team it was good to break that streak of winning there first time since 2012 i mean my god john l's the last coach that you believe that? that? Done it. I mean, that's just amazing <laughs> to me. But Auburn's had some really good teams. I mean, you just look through the rankings and each of those matchups over the last decade. They've they've just been the better team, and you know, we, it stinks to say this. They've been the better program the last decade. I don't like that, but you know, if you're just fair and honest about it, that's the reality of the situation. That's why Arkansas's now won what two of ten, you know, or or yeah, I guess that'd be right. So won three games, including 2012. So at twelve fifteen and today, and twenty twenty with an asterisk, I guess. Yeah. All right. So uh, we will uh, continue here in a little bit on hog reaction here following Arkansas's win over Auburn forty one twenty seven. By the way, the basketball team they just started the second half. Texas is up forty four to thirty on Arkansas in an exhibition game, early stages second half down in Austin. Arkansas has just taken a timeout. I so, told you this game meant nothing. It's that, just an exhibition, uh, Derek. Hey, doesn't it, mean it, a thing. It never means anything when you play Texas in an exhibition game. <laughs> and you lose. And you if lose. You, that, if you a, come back to win, this game's going to gain a lot more meaning in a hurry. This is Hog Reaction live at Randall Ford. Brought to you by the Party Place. Looking deep. Got a man wide open at the five. Complete. Touchdown, Arkansas. Matt Landers. Call or text the show at 866-285-4005.
All right, we've returned here on Hog Reaction. Live at Randall Ford, presented by The Party Place. And we are going to go now to Auburn, Alabama. Ty Richardson joining us live from the Plains following Arkansas's 41-27 win. Ty, good afternoon. Derek, good afternoon. You don't sound excited, man. Uh, I guess it's because I broke the curse that we thought we had when it came to me coming behind enemy lines that you and Zach referred to this week. But it's broken. I broken. Think it's your Thank first goodness. win, never... What? It's your first win, isn't it? Well, n- not on the road, but in the like the LSU one, Gonzaga. I mean, there's others, but, I mean, we play it up. So I we played football in Gonzaga. <laughs> football? Yes, just football, Tommy. Why did you have to – Use logic in this conversation. Well, I mean, Ty did get him to the College World Series in North Carolina, folks. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Drove yeah. 16 hours. That was great. That was actually a lot of fun. That yeah. was the least of our problems that, that time of the year. So. That's a very good point. We'll get on. Moving on. Moving That's a very on. good point. <laughs> Ty, what'd you see out there? What'd you, what'd you think of that ball game? Tell us about it. I mean, Rocket Sanders showed that he's the best running back in the SEC. I mean, busted a thousand, only guy in the conference to do it. He was unbelievable, and it was really his second half where he kind of wore on that Auburn defensive line and linebackers. It was a great game for Arkansas to kind of reestablish themselves running the football. They did passing again when Tommy was in Provo and really just got into Sam Pittman's old school mode down here in the Plains. You know, one thing that's interesting, if you really dig into the stats, guys, here in the next day or two, you look at the starters, that you go down below and you look at the – you know, the other guys that participated, you see a lot of young guys that got in the game today. And some of them you noticed, some of them had more impact. But Nico Davier got in there, Isaiah Satania. Uh, I mean, you just keep going down the list. as you, And then some guys like Dorian Gerald played a little bit more today. But I find that interesting, guys. Trent Gordon, there's, there's another name. That, you know, um, got some guys back in the secondary. But there at the end, uh, Ty, a lot of the young guys that people have asked about got a chance to play. And I was so used to seeing Isaiah wear the number one that when he got the ball at 16, I was like, who is that? Right. I had to go to the depth chart, and I was like, that's Isaiah Satania. Mm-hmm. And everyone in the press box was like, oh, it's his first carry of the season. And so that was, I know, a, a cool moment for him to do it on the road in an SEC venue. Tommy, you got a chance to watch Nico Davier live. You were very complimentary of what he could be in his time at Arkansas, coming over from Maumel, mm-hmm. and then Trent Gordon coming from Penn State. This was a game which was good to be able to do that because you didn't know if you were going to be able to. But you, again, were just able to pull away from Auburn in the second half. And you got uh, – I mean, I just I just thought Arkansas defensively was able to, at times, uh, really put a hurt on Ashford. And I know he got out of the pocket a few times, but limited him to just throwing the football. He missed some throws too, but I thought it was a good game. I want to say – a, a, a great performance today by, by Arkansas, but I want to see them, you know, next week, Liberty is a better team than Auburn. So a different kind of test next week and then the next uh, couple weeks after that. And by the way, Missouri's uh, kicking South Carolina around the, around the stadium right now really? in that game at, at halftime. Yeah, wow. it's like 21 nothing or something like that or, uh, at halftime there. So Let's get uh, Ty up there. Hurry, Ty, hurry. <laughs> but, but, you know, it is an encouraging sign coming out of the bye week to see the defense play this well. It, it seemed like there were fewer missed tackles. There weren't these giant busts that we've seen so many times uh, out there. No big giant plays for, for Auburn offensively today. So looks like they are at least the first test in terms of seeing some defensive improvement, Ty, that they passed the test today. Yeah, and I want to be very careful about that because you played a kid that's not ready to be an SEC quarterback sure. just yet, and that's just the honest truth. I mean, it's different from Rodgers, Young, and some of the other guys. This kid's just not ready to be a starting quarterback in this league. Now, whoever they play next week, whether it's – and I can't think of Bennett's first name. He's QB for Liberty. And then also Charlie Brewer comes back, former Baylor and Utah quarterback. I mean, Hugh Freeze is going to dial up some plays just like Petrino did. That mm-hmm. secondary is going to get tested next week if they perform next week against one of those two guys I, I'm more apt to to kind of jump on board with you Ruskin and maybe this second and Slusher made some plays both Johnson made some plays but you got to do it against an actual uh, capable quarterback and I just don't think they had one on the planes today 
Rocket Sanders bust a thousand yards. We were t- talking about that yesterday and again this morning. That could Rocket get there needing what was 130? He gets 171 net. What does that mean? And and what kind of national conversations, guys, should he be getting in now with uh, uh, the amount of yards he's racked up against the? You know, let's be honest, a pretty difficult schedule he's done it against. Tommy, he's in the SEC. I mean, this guy should be in the Doak Walker contention. I know Travion Henderson up at Columbus and at Ohio State will be mentioned in that same breath. There are some other guys that are definitely deserving of that. But Rocket is every bit. And I know Arkansas doesn't have that that wow blow-off-the-page record like some of the schools that have running backs. But, I mean, he, he's done it. And he's been yeah. he's been rock solid. He and he over, One of the questions I asked in the postgame, I was like, Rocket, how do you kind of regain your confidence after you fumble the football? And he – he just kind of pointed to his teammates saying they encouraged me and yeah, get back into it. So from a national standpoint, I think Doak Walker, um, and that's, I mean, we know Darren won two of those. So Rocket Rocket also mentioned that he'd love to talk to Darren at some point. I think that uh, he actually might be in contention for an award Darren won, Darren won twice. And this note came on the telecast today, guys, that uh, maybe – if this is uh, if this is percolated amongst uh, some of the voters, he'll start to get some more attention. It took him eight games to get to a thousand yards. It took Darren McFadden at the fewest nine games to get to a thousand yards. Wow. So so Rocket Sanders got to a thousand yards in fewer games in a season than Darren McFadden did. Uh, but and, and, uh, I, and I think it's a bit, you know you say we and I agree, Ty. Yeah, it's the SEC West, all that. But, don't discount, you know, Cincinnati. I know they played Missouri State, but you know BYU and and uh, you know the Liberty game coming. Up, those are difficult non-conference games in comparison to the schedules uh, McFadden and, and many other schools are playing against. So I think what he's doing is impressive, but he's he's still not Derek McFadden. <laughs> so. Yeah, no, he's not. And let's just, I mean, I'm going to be honest about this, Tommy. You know, I'm the biggest Derek McFadden guy out there. I mean, I if, I, I would I would rip the Heisman Trophy away from Troy Smith in 06 and Tim in 07 and give both those to Darren. But I I just don't know if, if he in either 06 or 07 played the same, same like teams that Rockets had to go through, as you just pointed out. I mean, when you're non-conference game, and I'm, I'm not going to love Missouri State's defense of this, but when your non-conference games are Cincinnati and then BYU, and then in addition to you also have to play Hugh Freeze, which I know he's not – a defensive savant, but he's a guy that knows how to coach college football. I mean, that is that is just a brutal schedule. And for Rocket to, again, be the leading rusher in the conference and really I can't, out of high school, I mean, this is a guy that was recruited to play slot receiver. And all of a sudden he's flipped the script and just been incredible for this football team the last few, yeah. few years. It's a credit to Jimmy Smith. It's a credit to his work ethic. It's a credit to Sam Pittman for going down there to Florida and, and pull it out of a gym in Rockledge. All right, so let me just go ahead and dive off the high dive at Razorback Country Club here. And uh, if Arkansas wins <laughs> their last four, should he be anywhere near the Heisman conversation with the stats he's run up, guys? They He would have to bust Darren's, what, 1,600 yards in 06? I think it's what it was, Tommy. I I mean, that would put them would, at 9-3. and three. I just think Hinton Hooker's got that thing. Hinton or CJ I didn't Stroud. Say, I didn't say team. win it. I didn't say win it. I just said get in the conversation. Maybe get an invite. I didn't say win it. Yeah. You know what, Tommy? I, like, when you say in it, like top ten, are we talking about inviting him to New York? I'm talking about getting an invite. What, what does he have to – what does his team and what does he have to do? I mean, I think he set the table. Now there's four games left, and you got to have you got to have that one game, Derek, like like McFadden had against yeah. South Carolina, I, where you get a 300. Well, but it, I I so think I think it, I think it went off the table when he didn't have a giant game against Alabama. I mean, that's the highest profile game that they played, and uh, they didn't win. So I I don't think there's a way to make that happen. Could the Doak Walker happen? That's possible, uh, but I I don't think he's gonna gonna be invited to uh, the Heisman. I don't, I, if you I, want I, me to. Go ahead, Tommy. No, I mean, I was just saying with four games to go, I mean, I'm I'm taking the Schaeferian view on this, but, you know, what could happen with four wins and, he, you know, how many yards would he have to have to – I don't think he's going to ever win the Heisman, but just to be around the conversation is, is still noteworthy. 
I would say to be around the conversation, I, I, I don't think there's any scenario possible that he's invited to New York, but to be around the conversation, what would have to happen is LSU would have to beat Alabama next week, and then he would just have to go off against them. He would also have to go off yeah. against Ole Miss. I'm talking like tip that 200 rushing yards mark, and I don't think anyone's going to touch what DMAC did against South Carolina in 2007, but if you want to look at it from that perspective, Tommy, I mean, he's still got some marquee games ahead of him, and Liberty, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know when or who they play today, if they even play anyone, but that's going to potentially be a ranked team that comes into Donald W. So if you lay it out like that, that's three straight ranked teams that he could just go off against. And maybe that's kind of the, again, the glass is half, half, not just half full, it's like overflowing <laughs> from that vantage point. Yeah. 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 We're talking with Ty Richardson live uh, in Auburn. Uh, another thing that uh, we've talked about, like, Ty, with the with the fans and with the with everybody around uh, football, as as basketball starts to creep into football, you would have had a hard time selling positive momentum and all those sorts of things if they had not won today. But they got the thing done, and now all of that is still uh, still on the table. And I think Arkansas was down forty to thirty to half to Texas. I don't know y'all probably yeah. mentioned that. Well, you, 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 you moment moment of silence here. Let's all bow our heads. Yeah. With thirteen thirty to go in the second half, it's Texas sixty-two, Arkansas thirty-five. Amen. Okay. Oh, it's not, are you kidding me? It's not going well. It's not going well. No. Oh my God. They're they're, well, they're two of eleven shooting in the second half. It's not going. You well. You know, maybe maybe uh, maybe they were onto something by not showing that game on TV because I think I would have. Been screaming and yelling. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, no, but it, it's what, it's yeah, just like, an exhibition, all, guys. It doesn't mean a thing. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. And I heard Derek talking about that all week, and I'll give him credit for it. No, but to your question, guys, I think it's one of those things, and where Arkansas, I, I saw the complete opposite. It's kind of like when you played Tennessee two years ago. Tennessee was trending in a completely opposite direction under Jeremy Pruitt. Right. You all in her hand were rising under Sam Pittman. Now. There, and I'm Tommy, I talked to some Auburn media people that I have a great deal of respect for that know I think like there's a chance that Harson could be canned tomorrow, especially with them, them announcing that it looks like John Cohen, who's the Mississippi State AD, could be taking over for what's going down on the plane. So I don't think it's too out of the realm of possibility that he gets canned tomorrow and to flip it to, back to Arkansas. I mean, you just you got another SEC win. Sam Pittman once again checked off a losing streak to a team that previous coach or coaches weren't able to accomplish. And you know what he said after the game? He's like, we have been every SEC West team. We just got to get Emma. And I know Arkansas fans want to beat that other Alabama team that plays this state. You know, what you say has, a, you know, I just think through it real quick, just, you know, the, the first blush is it makes sense he'd be fired before Cohen got on the job because no one wants to get hired. And, and what's your first assignment? Hey, go in and fire the football coach. Yeah, you know, yeah. You'd, you'd prefer to have all those key dismissals done before you get there. Now you got to clean up the mess. I understand that, but yeah, you, know, you really don't want to be job one day one is hey, fire the football coach. Yeah, that that sounds well, awful. I I'm going to be honest. But, if you ask me to ever fire someone, like if you ever ask me to fire Derek, I wouldn't do it. You'd have to do it. <laughs> And I'm kidding, of course. If you can hear the sarcasm, sorry, I don't have a voice right now. I'll really never ask you to do that. No. Well, okay, good. The other way around well, might be I, possible. But no. Well, yeah, the, the, I was going to say the other way around, Derek. <laughs> now just remember what I just said. Hopefully, yeah. you uh, you turn the other cheek when Tommy asks oh, no. you to fire you me. I've watched, I've, watched, I've watched enough hard knocks to know you got to say it in the first four seconds of the conversation. <laughs> that, that's what you got to do. Yeah. That's that's okay. what I know. Well, but yeah, so but hey, for Brian, I, I, Brian for Brian Harson, at least he'll have that touchdown with four seconds to go to keep him warm through the uh, through the rest of whatever happens. So, so Ty, Ty, if, I, if we ever call you and say bring your microphones and your playbook to the facility, we need to chat. <laughs> <and you're, laughs> it's curtains. It's that I'm in trouble. Good yeah. Well, that's uh, that's real. No, when they when they tell you to bring out. your playbook and bring your stuff with you, yeah. you know you're done. <laughs> yep, that's yeah. I'm going to be honest, man. It's not like you and Chuck don't usually carry the water pail each and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but especially on Monday. I mean, you can tell my voice is just gone. I, I left the media like in the first quarter, and then we actually started doing something when I went down the Arkansas section. So, oh, I, uh, as you can okay. tell, my voice is faltering at the well, moment. It's, it's really started to dwindle at the tail end of this interview. Well, hurry okay. and get to Austin yeah. because right now Texas is on an 18-0 run. Yeah, they're the last up 32. So, yeah. 
67-35 now. Uh, Musman's gotten six technicals. And, <laughs> I mean, uh, he's I would selling not, hot dogs up in the upper deck. I would not want to watch this. I would get run <sighs> from this game if I were him. Oh, this is not what this is not going well there. All right. Uh, well, Ty, thank you so much. As uh, always, safe travels back here to Arkansas. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. I know I'm going to enjoy the rest of my night. Okay. What was that, what was right. that sound? Was that him beating his head against the wall as I was giving the basketball? Sword? I don't know what that was. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting worse. Austin. It's getting worse. I know. Oh. Oh. Uh, I know. It is a foul. You, you know foul how looking thing. You could. There's the Eric Musselman timeout scale. If he uses one, it's bad. He's used two timeouts in the second half. That's how bad it is, folks. It's not going well. They're one of of eleven in uh, one of eight in the game from three. Texas has made eight. So there you have it. There's there's one element that's not going well. And Arkansas has turned it over nineteen times. Nick Smith Jr. with twelve points leads the way. When your leading scores only got twelve uh, yeah. thirty minutes into the game, roughly, you're. Uh, you're in trouble. We're live at Randall Ford, fourth order Ford dealership in America. Come by today. They're here till six o'clock tonight. They got a lightning on the showroom floor and one right out front of the showroom. They're for sale. You know, go to a lot of places and they're uh, they're, they're demos. They're not quite ready to put them uh, on the marketplace. They've got the lightnings for sale. This is a full size F one fifty, and you're going to find the price to be just right in line with the uh, with the rest of the brand new F one fifty. So if you want an electric truck. That will get up and go and do what you need to do. They've got them here. Plus, low interest financing on new SUVs, 3.9% financing on new F-150s, and uh, they've got a big selection of pre-owns as well. Come by and see us this afternoon. It's kind of a wet and miserable day after a big Arkansas win, and we're here at Randall Ford. We'd love to see you. All righty. Uh, this, I have to share this text before we uh, head off to our next break, Tommy. Out of the 870, should Auburn go after the coach at UCF? <laughs> I believe he's off the eligible list. So I think he would laugh and then just hang up the phone. That's what I think would happen there. Aren't they still paying him? Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I think he's. Is, hey, he wouldn't have to do any new paperwork. I mean, you're already in the system, man. And there so. are probably there probably actually is a little bit of money still exchanging hands there on the difference. So yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> a great tech. It hadn't been that long ago. They are leading Cincinnati currently in the third quarter, 10-6, to six, down in Orlando at the Bounce House, by the way. That's Gus Malzahn's UCF Golden Knights. Well, Chuck, all we need is about 12 three-pointers in a row, and the <laughs> Hogs right. will be right back in it That's down here right. in Austin. Yeah, I don't so. know if you heard this, but uh, Rick, by Rick standards, he went full Ruskin on the radio setup in Auburn in the post-game show. I mean, you know, he was very calm about it, but, I mean, if you extrapolate it out, in Rick Schaefer's world, I mean, he went – Scorched earth on how well, terrible the facilities are in Auburn. It was fantastic. Yeah, I hear they're bad, but here's the thing. None of our audience cares what the press box is like. That's we true. Do. That's we do. Right. We care. Our audience could okay, – let me get it right by Ruskin standards. They could not care less That's right. you got it. about the comfort or the amenities in the press That's right. box. That's right. That's right. A place they'll never see, and, and nor, nor do they really want to. But uh, we go on and on about it sometimes, and uh, no, no one listening care. really cares. They don't care, yeah. Um B.E. is suggesting Musk walk off the court like Nolan did. That's what that, the – I don't believe the referees are the problem when you're down, uh, you know, 34. <laughs> no. And they have broken the Ruskin rule. They are more than 20 yeah, down. They, this is yeah. curtains. They broke curtains. My, the NBA version of the Ruskin rule is 30, so they have even broken that uh, that threshold here in this uh, in this exhibition game down in Austin, Texas, which I'm sure now many of you are glad that you didn't see because well, they scored. They finally scored. Well, they, all right. Now it's 69 to 37. That's so. good. They got my god. It's a 20 to 2 run. Oh boy. Clearly the final four is without I mean it's not going to happen. I mean, let's just, you know, well, this team just sell your tickets, folks. Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. Football team wins 41-27. As far as the basketball goes, um, they were asking one time, Tommy, Lorne Michaels, the uh, longtime Saturday Night Live producer, about um, he had a weekend update uh, anchor team that wasn't doing very well early on, and then eventually they found their stride. And he said, well, you know, all babies are born ugly, but eventually the thing becomes cute. That's probably what's happening with Arkansas basketball. All basketball teams are born ugly, but after a few months of playing together, 
usually around middle to late January, we found with Eric Musselman, the thing starts to look pretty good. I wouldn't be too concerned. It's 72-43 with uh, 8.25 to go. They probably can't get to the bus and back on the plane fast enough in Austin for (laughs) Eric Musselman's liking. But, you know, they won an exhibition game a year ago against East Central, which is a Division II team in Ada, Oklahoma, and struggled to win that game. Nearly lost that game and went on to an Elite Eight. Uh, if the scores were reversed today and Arkansas was leading 72-45, to 45, it probably wouldn't have any more to do with the way this season's going to end than this loss today that they're inevitably going to take, that they're down 30. Uh, so, uh, and now, you know, our opinions might be a little different. We might be diving off the high board, as I said, at the, uh, at the old Razorback Country Club. But, uh, uh you know, honestly, what happens on October the 29th is probably not going to affect anything on March 29th. No, and uh, and our my constant um, uh, stance on this is right around mid-January, 15th, 20th, let's look at all the information, and then we'll have a better idea of what exactly is going on with the basketball team because that's kind of how it's been. It is fair to ask the question – why did this happen today? I mean, obviously, oh, sure. we've been talking about three-point shooting. It's one of eight. All right, can this team not shoot? Uh, was it just a, a simply a, a, a poor day? Uh, well, what needs to change out of this? Because you can't just gloss over this today and say, well, you know, it's an exhibition game against Texas. It meant nothing. Well, it it there there is some meaning in that, but but the. Uh, uh, you know how far you go with that's another conversation. How long does it matter? This does not doom the season, but you know, Ruska, there's clearly things that have to get corrected before you go to Maui, or you're going to get embarrassed over there. First thing I look at, uh, you can't turn it over 21 times. Like there, there's not a uh, there's there's not a team walking that can win a game nope. and have 21 turnovers, and then it leads to 24 points on the other end for uh, for Texas. I mean, that's 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 the first thing is is and. That may be something that jumps out to Eric Musselman right away, too. You want to be in that 8 to 12 range with, with turnovers, ideally, and your opponent is up there 15, 20, something like that. But 21 turnovers, uh, yeah. that's not good. That's not going to work. Well, in Texas has 12. You want to, yeah. yeah, you want your opponent above 10. Uh, Musselman talks about this that they want to. I think what did he say? Nine was his target number. Eight or nine it was it was a single digit number yeah. that they want to keep their team at. Um, They've turned Texas over, but Texas is making shots. They're shooting 53% from the floor. Arkansas is 39. Um, you know, you're not shooting it well enough, and you turn the ball over. You know, it's kind of like having fumbles in football. You're, you're not going to go very far if you fumble and the football. I always like to twist things around. So let's think about this from the other perspective. What if this is the best Texas plays all year? Yeah. What about that? It's a totally meaningless performance that they are uh, – that they're shooting their shot here with uh, with, with Arkansas in an exhibition game, I and mean, just something, just another kind of twist of the lens there. It doesn't feel, it doesn't seal the fate of the season, but it does tell you what practice might look like next week. Well, that's, is all yeah, I can say. That's uh, that's uh, going to be. Oh, I, this is a great text from the A three two. It means Monday we're going to hear from the snake, so that's uh, very exciting <laughs> for us on the uh, Ruskin and Zach. Gonna have a coat and tie on. Probably, and he'll probably have bad things to say about the basketball team. And uh, so we're, we look forward to that call Pelf- coming up. Pelfrey would have never let this happen. <laughs> that's, that's also true. No, they lost to Texas by 32 uh, in a game. Uh, 30 also in, in a game. Um, problem was it was the same time of that Sugar Bowl. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. Actually. And that game actually counted the Texas game. That was a regular season game when that happened. All right, um, we've got a line open. You want to get in here at 866-285-4005. I'm going to uh, load up here a uh, some audio from head coach Sam Pittman following uh, this game. And let's uh, talk about uh, what they did pretty well today, and that is running the football. Here's Sam Pittman uh, from his post-game remarks. Well, I think we wore him down. To be honest with you, you know, our guys are in great shape up front. They play well together. Once they figure out exactly what guys are doing against them. Uh, and we went back to bread and butter. You know, we went back to inside outside zone, ran a, ran a little bit of counter against them. But um, we went what we do and our backs got lathered up a little bit and uh, seemed to break a few more tackles. And of course, you always have that one explosive, you know, by Rocket, it seems like every week he has one of those that he takes off on, and he had had one of those again today. 
Okay, so here's how it works, class. You know how it works. If you're going to rip the guy when he's bad, you got to say nice things when he's good. And I really believe, Tommy Kraft, that over the last two ball games, Kendall Bryles really kind of has a firm handle on how to put all the pieces in the right spots right now. Okay, so but let me talk to you about play calling because that you know, just to play the other side of it. Okay. What about the goal line series where you go down and you throw it three times in a row? Mm, yeah, that's always troubling. That is I mean, always that was, troubling. Yeah, that was one that lit Twitter up, and I mean anyone watching the game was frustrated because Arkansas. You just heard it from Coach. You know, yeah. you're a you're run oriented team. You get down there and you go, you know, three passes in a row. What was it? From, I think you started the nine yard line. I don't I don't have that. I didn't go back to my note on that, but. That that was one moment the game, and it, there always seems to be that one moment, that the 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 yow butt moment. Because I agree with everything you said. I think Kendall Browse is evolving. I think he's maturing. I think he's listening to his head coach more. I think he's implementing that. Yeah, but how about this? And if you could ever get to the point where you you know like Rocket, 176 yards, he didn't have fumble, but you know Arkansas's offense. Yeah, but if we could get those fumbles eliminated, that ball security eliminated, you know there. That, to me, is where where I'm at with Kendall Bryles is that one moment, the play calling, that just yeah. leaves you throwing your hat on the ground. Yeah. So, it, and in, in that in that moment, okay, it's 14-10 Arkansas at that point. So, mm-hmm. Auburn Sorry. had just scored, and uh, they'd made it 14-10. So, they've got a little they're, – they're feeling good right now. Um, then they get the um, they get the 56-yard play there at the 9-yard line. Um, pass for no yards – Pass incomplete for Thompson. Pass incomplete for Jackson. They kick the twenty-seven yard field goals. That that's the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So in that moment in the game, I, I I totally understand why people would be a little frazzled there because you feel like Auburn may have something going on. You get a field goal instead of a touchdown, and it's just still a one-score ball game there. But as you look through the uh, entirety of the game, turns out that just Auburn was not able to do very much at all offensively um, outside well, of that uh, that that play that drive that touchdown drive of Bigsby there you end up 17 to 10 after the field goal but it seemed like that was a moment you could you know really seize a little more momentum mm-hmm. and, and, a, and a firmer grip on the game it wasn't going to win you the game but it was a, it was a missed opportunity and uh, I think that's one area that uh, you can zero in on but I, I think he is uh, I think he is really good and I think Arkansas is uh, lucky to have him as their offensive coordinator. I think what he has done with the quarterbacks and what he's done to develop KJ Jefferson's been uh, has been tremendous. Yeah, I just feel like he's more. It seems to me he's more comfortable these last two games, and maybe it took a, a stern talking to after the Mississippi State game or, or whatever it is. But it, it just it just seems like he's had a better handle on all of the all of the tools in the toolbox. Uh, that he has to work with over the last couple of ball games, and it's always encouraging to to me to see a team, you know. And again, there are there are there are clunky moments, of course, particularly early on. But the holistic picture of the game to see a team perform this well—they put 40 points on the board um, offensively. To do that coming off of a bye—that's a good thing you want to see. You don't want to see a team just play like you know, total. Total garbage coming out of a yeah. out of a bye week, and that's not what happened today. Live at Randall Ford, fifty five hundred Rogers Avenue in Fort Smith. Check out the retro F one fifty, the new Lightning, a great selection of pre owns. It's all here at Randall Ford with finances as low as two point nine percent on brand new Fords. You know, you look at the teams ahead, and I, I, I would come up with the opinion LSU is the toughest defense Arkansas will play. Then, then probably Ole Miss, who's not a great defense. And then I don't know between Liberty and Missouri. I mean, uh, Missouri's had their flashes and their moments where they've stayed in some ball games, and they're giving South Carolina some fits today. But you know how how this offense does in those two SEC games, I think will uh, is obviously going to go the longest way. And, and where you're going to go bowling, uh, if you're going to go bowling, uh, I presume they're going to win at least one of these last four. But Derek, how you doing those middle two games at home? Uh, it's probably going to determine uh, the difference in uh, 70 degrees and 50 degrees at the end of December. And it's also going to um, further legitimize today. If you go into an Ole Miss and LSU game or LSU and Ole Miss game and you don't play particularly well, people are going to say, well, you know, Auburn wasn't that good anyway. Look yeah. what happened here. You've got to have a win over one or maybe both of these 
quality uh, opponents that you got coming up here. And I still think Ole Miss is pretty good, even though they uh, they got beat uh, last week by LSU. Um, that's a good football team, and it's just it, it just continues. Everything is everything is about recruiting, and recruiting is about momentum. And to just keep it rolling, if you're Arkansas, these are the sorts of things that has to happen. You got to win one of those games. Obviously, next week you can't slip up to a pretty good Liberty team. But just to keep the thing moving, to keep the positivity and all of the um, all of the wave of optimism that they've got going over there that that's gone into this season to get it going, you got to do it and do it in one of these November games. Well, I think it counts for a little bit more when you win at home. I know it probably means more when you win on the road to the team, but it counts with the fans, I think, a little bit more when you do it in person in front of your very eyes. And uh, I think it's a huge opportunity for not just Kendall Browse's entire, you know, program up there to to take on LSU and Ole Miss in a couple of weeks. Now, Liberty, you know, I think people, you know, that, that don't pay close attention play the name game, and we've talked them up because they deserve it. What are they, 7-1 and one right now? Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is not going to be an easy game. And Sam's never lost a game that he should have won. And I don't know that Liberty falls in that category that if he loses next week, and I think Arkansas will win the football game right now, um, and fall into the category necessarily with me as a game you – you really should have won. Last time out, they beat BYU 41-14. They're off this week before they uh, head to Fayetteville next Saturday. That's a 3 p.m. kick. This is Hog Reaction live at Randall Ford. Brought to you by The Party Place. Looking deep. Got a man wide open at the 5. Complete. Touchdown, Arkansas. Matt Landers. Call or text the show at 866-285-4005. We're back with you. Tommy Kraft, Eric Ruskin here on Hog Reaction. Outside of the footprint, as they say, a couple of things have uh, have jumped out to me. Number one, uh, Tommy, Miami beat Virginia 14-12 to in four overtimes. Mm-hmm. Nobody scored a touchdown. Four OTs. That's crazy. What was that game Illinois had last year? They, they went like seven over, eight overtimes. It was 21-20 to or whatever yes. when it was over. Yes. Gross. And this is another one. Uh, somehow, and I've not looked into the details, somehow Iowa has managed to score 23 points in a college football game through three quarters. So, oh. miracles still happen. <laughs> What's going on in the Little Apple right now? Kansas yeah. State is rolling Oklahoma State. Ninth-ranked Oklahoma State is losing to Kansas State 38 to nothing at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, it, it's... um. Chris Kleiman, the head coach at Kansas State, auditioning for the Nebraska job is what it seems like to me, yeah. That has been an impressive performance, no doubt about that. Uh, they are shutting out the uh, the Pokes there uh, in Manhattan. Another thing, too, uh, as we bounce around here, Tommy, they're, they're, the local reports in Starkville are that the deal is done for Cohen to come be the AD at Auburn. That would... Align timing wise with the fact that you know Ty on the ground was hearing from some Auburn people that um, that uh, Harson may be fired tomorrow. Um, on Cohen, I was looking up. Uh, a he uh, worked with uh, one of his assistants when he was a baseball coach at Mississippi State, which was Butch Thompson, who's now the head baseball coach at Auburn. But he's also um, was born in Tuscaloosa of all places. So. How about that? A Tuscaloosa native may be uh, in charge of the uh, Auburn athletic program in the next uh, day or so. Well, I hope Ty knows if you're going to talk to a reliable Auburn source, you're looking for one with the toothpick still in their mouth. So uh, <laughs> right. you know, make sure make sure they check that very important box there on the planes. But, no. you know, it wouldn't surprise me for them to make a move. I mean, um, I don't think Auburn's really worried about the risk of – uh, Brian Harson going on a deep run here, but I think part of their issue, we were talking about that this morning on game day, is uh, have you looked at their staff? Who would you exactly turn the, the job over to? Mm-hmm. And the only one that makes sense is Carnell Williams, Cadillac Williams, the, the great running back from yep. Auburn. It's the only name that stands out. Now, I don't know every nook and cranny in the coaching circle, but I'm just telling you there's no, there's no Barry Odom on here. There's yep. no Kendall Bryles on this list when you look at your coordinators, and uh, you know, that, that's also one thing you got to consider is who can hold it all together uh, for the balance of their schedule, which, you know, includes a trip to Starkville. Now, now, that could get really uncomfortable next week, couldn't it? Auburn at Mississippi State. Yes, that's right. They do play. Could, yep. 
couldn't that be a little uneasy up in the press box level or the administrative level where where all those uh, people in that, coat and tie rub elbows? That could be a little uncomfortable next week. That could be. Or do you go this route where you just say, hey, um, he's not going to be retained after the season? Because, I mean, as, as you've pointed out, and I think everybody has seen, like, they the, the players seem to still care. Yeah. Like, they're trying um, it's just that they're not uh, having the results right now. I, I don't yeah. see I don't see their players flirting with cheerleaders before the game like what was going on under Chad Morris at Arkansas back in the day. I mean, you can put out the statement they're not going to retain him. Everybody already knows that. You can yeah. make it official. Um, but I think that's the route I would go with unless you've got someone you just really want to try on. So, um, you know, but I'm just talking about you're hiring Cohen away from Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. Next week. That's yeah. the part I was talking about. could be really uncomfortable uh, – uh, for some of those in the administration there. But they got miss just looking at the games that uh, Auburn has left, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Western Kentucky, and then, of course, the Iron Bowl at the end. So, um, you know, Auburn's got a lot of work I, to do. I, but I, it, wash, rinse, repeat for them. I, I know there's a, there's a lot of different ways to do this, but uh, it's been fascinating to watch the success rates of – these former baseball coaches, Ray Tanner's run in South Carolina, mm-hmm. and now uh, and John Cohen at Mississippi State, possibly the new AD at, at Auburn. And um, I mean, it turns out uh, maybe uh, former former college baseball coaches make good athletic directors. Uh, it, it looks like, or at least in those two instances, I was curious how it would work without that administrative experience. But it's it's gone really well at those two places. Well, at I least. mean. Couple things I would say that just based on tree topping is baseball coaches have to beg for a lot of money because they generally don't get a lot of yep. departmental funding. So they got to go, they got to butter up boosters all the time to help them. Hey, we need lights on our stadium or we need, you know, this facility over here. And Arkansas is blessed with a lot of great stuff, but, you know, pro- I promise you, uh, Dave Van Horn and Norm DeBryan for him had to grease the wheels on a lot of things with former players and big boosters to get things that weren't in the budget. So, A, you got that skill. And B, I think baseball coaches no good coaches. They, you know, regardless of sport, they look at a coach, and I think that's true in a lot of things. But I think Dave Van Horn could probably go to a high school football uh, clinic or camp or practice or watch someone's practice. He'd know who's a good coach just based on the way they handle things. So, yeah, I think there's something to what you're saying. And, and I, I, I also look at this because it wasn't that long ago where Arkansas was in this very same position. You need an AD. You need a football coach. As I've been saying for most of the week, Auburn or Arkansas that time around got it half right because they got Urichek, but they got yeah. the wrong football coach at that time. Later well, on, it turns out that it looks like they've got the right football coach. They definitely got the right men's basketball coach, and uh, that was uh, that was a risky deal uh, there too to, to make that to, to to let go of a coach that was pretty good here when Mike Anderson was liked here and probably had taken it about as far as he could, but they rolled the dice and it's worked out well there. So. The number one job of any AD is to hire a football coach and know when to fire the one you've got. That, that, there's no bigger job on the list of tasks of things to do. And then also, I guess somewhere buried in there is know who your next one might be. Yeah. You know, keeping tabs on them. But uh, then then from there you go to your men's basketball program and probably your baseball program in, in most SEC circles. It's not the raising of the money or, or going over the blueprints for the new building or uh, keeping an eye on the budget. they got people do all that stuff. The number one job of an athletic director is to hire and fire football coaches. Yeah, and uh, you got to get it right. And as we mentioned earlier in the, in the program, Given the neighborhood Auburn is in over there with Georgia, you know, up the road, Tennessee, Alabama. I mean, you know, everybody, yeah, everybody's got their guy in that area where they all recruit. So you've got to, you, you got to keep up somehow. You got to find the right person and they've got to um, get you in that, in that race. You think the, if uh, the power brokers there on the planes and the fans could do it over again, they'd ever run Malzahn out of town. I mean that is that's definitely looking that way right now, um, but I just I think that those two parties just got tired of each other. I think they got tired of him. I think he got tired of uh, of them. Well, so, pastors and football coaches yeah. about ten years is the max. This should be the term limit. I mean, Saban breaks the rule on that, but I think you get more term more more years on your term if you win titles. But yeah. uh, and hey, uh, you know, you think about this. I don't, have, I don't know how much time we got left, but you think about this. That last 30 seconds 
of that national championship game, what would that have been? 2013, Florida State and Auburn? Mm-hmm. Think about the fates and fortunes and careers and money. Oh. You know, we're talking about $85 million on the buyout for Jimbo. A lot of that's based on that game. Think about where people's careers and lives would be if that game had just turned out a little bit different in that last minute. Would Malzahn be at Texas A&M? Well, I mean, you know, would <laughs> you never know. You know, his career's been fine, but I would bet you this. I'd bet you all the money that's in your wallet that uh, that Jimbo wouldn't have an eighty-five million dollar buyout, and he might not be at A and M. Yeah, you know, yeah, and you know a lot, and that's how fickle and how how you know one or two plays can that, turn fate and fortune for an entire career because it's happening before our eyes with Jimbo Fisher. And it happens every week in this sport. That's why it is um, it is the best because a game here, a game like today, I mean, if, 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 if Harson and Auburn somehow win, then all of a sudden he's got some, some breathing room and, and maybe a little momentum. And Arkansas is asking some questions. But today Arkansas is yeah. not really asking any questions because they got a resounding win on the road at Auburn. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.